disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. Oh boy, I'm hoping that Kentucky will soon have a new governor, and I'm hoping that it's Daniel Cameron. Uh, we got a chance to catch up with Daniel Cameron. We're going to talk to him again, uh, and uh, Cameron Mills, my co-host, is actually going to be here on the next one because we think it's funny that there's Cameron Mills and then there's Cameron-Mills because Robbie Mills is uh, Daniel Cameron's running mate. So I, we think that's funny, and we're gonna, we tried to do it this time, but we had some technical issues that got in the way, so we're going to do it next time. But uh, Daniel and I still, the Attorney General of Kentucky, still had a, a very fascinating conversation about a number of different issues regarding this governor's race, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. Um, and get to know him a little bit better. I've known Daniel Cameron for quite some time. In fact, I met him before he even he even uh, publicly espoused uh, political aspirations. He uh, was working, I think, I'm trying to remember, but I think he was working for Mitch McConnell at the time. But, but he was doing the prayer at a dinner that I was uh, emceeing for a, um, a pro-life organization in Louisville, Kentucky. And so we sat at the table together, him and his wife and me and my wife and Man, I we walked away from that just so impressed with this guy, so impressed with his character, so impressed with his outlook on the world, and uh, I highly supported him when he ran for attorney general, and I think it's good that he's running for governor now. I think he'd be a great governor for Kentucky. So enjoy this conversation, but first we want to thank our sponsors for bringing you the Disruption Zone. Today's episode of the Disruption Zone is brought to you by our friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, not just a home remodeling, kitchen remodeling company. They're the place that when I lived in Louisville, I trusted to remodel my kitchen and my master bathroom, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. The craftsmanship, the hard work ethic, the honesty and integrity, and all the choices for affordable prices. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Call my friend Tim Montgomery over there. Talk to their designers, 502-930-3304. That's 502-930-3304. If you have already got in mind what you want to do and you want to do it yourself and you just need the cabinets, they have so many styles to choose from, modern, shaker, traditional, country, whatever you need in all kinds of colors. Plus, they can do a custom cut for you for your granite or any other type of hard surface countertop and if you want a turnkey kitchen remodel boom they'll come in to help you design it get it all done the way you want it done i'm confident it's the reason or one of the reasons why my home sold in less than a day because of the beautiful work by louisville cabinets and countertops check them out louisvillecabinetsandcountertops.com 6200 hit lane in louisville kentucky if you're in southern indiana central kentucky uh, Oldham County, this is your place. Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. We are also brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. I freaking love these guys. Bourbon City Golf Carts. Here's a cool thing that sets them apart. If you're thinking about getting a golf cart just to roll around the neighborhood or to load up and take to the course or whatever you want to do with it. They're made in the USA. They're assembled right here in the United States at three assembly plants, California, Texas, and Florida. And they come fully factory 
street legal. So they're ready to rock and roll. Now, the battery is DC. The cart converts it to AC, which is a much greater efficiency. And these cars can run 25 miles per hour straight from the factory. A typical electric car is only 15 to 18 miles per hour. So if you're trying to run errands around the neighborhood, this is it. But get this. It's not the only thing. One thing that they've got is they've got sales, they've got service, and they've got rentals. And free money is hard to find these days. Not a lot of people doing 0%. Check this out. With the Evolution brand golf cart, they've got a 36-month deal at 0% interest. So that's pretty awesome, all right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to give them a call, 502-718-0757, or just go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. If you didn't catch that number, go to bourboncitygolfcarts.com. Thanks so much to Bourbon City Golf Carts for their awesome sponsorship of this program. And now, for our guest and today's conversation. I'm super excited about our next guest on the podcast. Um, One thing, normally Cameron Mills is here Uh, And I don't mean the team that's running for governor, because, as you know, he's my co-host and he's devastated that his equipment broke down right before this conversation. But I'm excited about having Daniel Cameron on the show. Daniel, how are you, man? It's good to talk to you, my friend. Leland, I'm doing well. And and thanks for for having me on. So you'll just have to settle for the Cameron hyphen Mills ticket as opposed to the real life Cameron Mills. Well, I was I was going to give you an opportunity to send some condolences to the actual shot shooting Cameron Mills about his lack of ability to control a computer. If that's, you know, I'd love for you to <laughs> just make fun of him as, as much as you want, you know? So, but- you know, you know, I, I tread lightly when it comes to a UK basketball legend. So I, you know, I'll, I'll be careful in what I say. <laughs> well, and, and we, we had a conversation before you came on air with us. We're going to re we're going to reconfigure this conversation because I there's a whole line of conversation I wanted to go into with you and Cameron about like what's what is what is it like to have a Cameron Mills in the room with a former Louisville football player and a Daniel Cameron and that so we have to have that conversation in the upcoming months because it's going to be a blast so um, I love it but let me just let me just let people know uh, people know that I've known you we've known each other for a while and I met you Absolutely. first at an event that we did that was a pro-life event uh, we did it together and mm-hmm. you really at that time you know you hadn't even become attorney general yet I had no, no. idea what your prospect or what your your plans were politically but I know mm-hmm. my wife and I walked away from that dinner and said that is a very special person that has just leadership written all over him. And then the next thing we know, you're attorney general. I saw your character that night, Daniel. And and that's one reason why I'm excited that you're in this race and that you're running for Kentucky governor. Well, uh, Leland, that was certainly a, a special night in, you know, whenever you can celebrate uh, and promote a culture of life, uh, you know, that's, it's just really, really special and enjoy getting to sit with you all. And, uh, you know, share, uh, you know, that commonality and yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, you know, when I took on the role of attorney general, I, I told people I was going to do my job without fear or favor. And, uh, we have committed to that, um, you know, that goal over the course of these last three and a half years. And obviously, uh, as we decided to run, uh, for governor and I say we, because it was me and my wife, Mackenzie, and when we decided to make this jump into the governor's race, it was about having someone in this office that reflects the values of the men, women, and children of all 120 counties. And whether it was the response to COVID 
or the way in which Andy Bashir let people let criminals out of jail and a third of those have recommitted offenses in Kentucky or the fact that there are fewer Kentuckians working in our Commonwealth when when he was sworn in. We need a new change and a new direction. Uh, and that is what we're offering. And uh, obviously delighted to have won the Republican nomination. But now it's just about preserving Kentucky values. And I spoke to a, a, a room of um, uh, committed and concerned citizens earlier today. And uh, their point is that they want to preserve this Commonwealth and our values, not for themselves, but for their kids and grandkids. And that's what this ultimately comes down to. If you were asked to analyze those Commonwealth values, what, how would you state that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's values that really have propelled this nation forward since its very inception. Their ideals are uh, faith, family, and community. Uh, that's that's how I would sum it up. You know, obviously, I think it's really important to recognize that here in Kentucky, we value the ability to worship and to, to gather in, in the assembly of believers. Uh, yet one of the first things that Andy Bashir did in highlighting that he doesn't understand our values is he shut down churches. Um, you know, this, and at the same time, while he shut down churches, he allowed a lot of big businesses and all sorts of, uh, you know, liquor stores and other things to stay open. But he shut down churches, which, again, is core to who we are as Kentuckians. You think about a, a governor who doesn't understand the way that the majority of Kentuckians think and feel about our law enforcement community, yet he has repeatedly mm-hmm. allowed the far left to malign and denigrate our law enforcement community. So he's out of step with our values. He doesn't understand our uh, legacy um, um, as a coal uh, producer. I mean, we are the seventh largest generator of coal in the country. And because of that, we have roughly the 12th lowest energy cost in the nation. Yet he sits by and is eerily silent Mm -hmm. as the Biden administration says repeatedly that they want to destroy the fossil fuels industry by 2035. That would devastate our economy. But again, this governor doesn't understand our values. He doesn't understand uh, what we need here in Kentucky as it relates to education um, and so that's why I think folks are ready to, to fire Andy Bashir in November. And now I want to dive into a couple of those issues that you mentioned maybe a little deeper here in yeah. a minute, but I want to go back to something you said about Kentucky values. I want to start with community and then we'll come to faith. Um, you know, my, my, uh, family's all from, uh, Wadi, Kentucky or Wadi Paytona as it's famously known oh, yeah. that exit there between Frankfurt oh, yeah. and Louisville. And, um, you know, my, my papa was, a a long time tobacco farmer on and had tobacco farmers on both sides. And when you talk mm-hmm. about community, if you were walking down the street in front of my memo's house and she didn't even know who you were, there was a high chance you were going to get invited into dinner um, mm-hmm. because they'd be sitting on the porch and they'd be talking right. to everybody that was walking by there. There's something about Kentucky that, it, it just has community feel all over it. It's one of the things I love. And, you know, I'm a Kentuckian living in Colorado right now. And um, they, they always say that no matter where a Kentuckian is, his heart's never far from home because that Amen. that is instilled in me, that idea of community. And whenever I'm in another place where it doesn't have that, I, I feel like mm-hmm. something is missing from my heart. Kentuckians mm-hmm. are just special in that way in terms of helping each other out, coming together as neighbors. 
Um, and it really was weird to see a governor that was willing to separate us the way Governor mm-hmm. Bashir was. Man, I, look, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, a lot of your listeners will be familiar with this song that just came out by Jason Aldean about oh, I love you know, it. try that in try that in a small town. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a great song and, and I, I, I enjoy it, but you know, the thing that's so fascinating about it and this speaks in many ways to, to what you were sharing uh, about, you know, Wadi is that at the end of that song, Jason Aldean chose to highlight a community. It was a community of farmers that said that they were helping a neighbor out. They, 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 they stopped what they were doing out in the field to help a neighbor out. And and that is the majority of folks here in Kentucky. We will stop what we're doing. If we're sitting on the porch, we'll invite you to dinner. Um, we will go the extra mile to help a neighbor because we understand, uh, you know, what, what the word, what the Bible says about being a good neighbor and, and, and having that good neighbor mentality. And we didn't need a governor and the heavy hand of government to sort of tell us what to do and how to think during COVID. We instinctively know how to take care of one another again, because of our faith, because of our understanding of community. But Andy Bashir disregarded all of that and said, here's how you're going to do things for the next two years. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, we had learning loss. I mean, let's not even go, you know, and think about what happened to our kids. I mean, they lost essentially nearly two years of schools, uh, school because our governor, Andy Bashir decided to shut them down. Yeah. Uh, it is so unfortunate. The, the, the ramifications of what Andy Bashir did, uh, to, to shut us down in, in, in the midst of uh, 2020. You know, it's funny when we, when I think back on that time, uh, Daniel, um, I think about, um, you know, and I was watching from afar and I was watching how you were fighting for that freedom mm-hmm. the whole way. And I appreciated Absolutely. that. Um, it, it was interesting because for the first two or three weeks, I, I was, you know, I think everybody could be understood as whatever reaction we had. Cause for the first mm-hmm. two or three weeks, we thought this was like the coming of the plague, but mm-hmm. it, it was really only about three or four weeks in that, that we knew that this was much ado about nothing. And yet he mm-hmm. persisted and continued for two freaking years. It's wild. You know, and to your point, uh, Leland, I think a lot of people of goodwill said, you know, okay, maybe we can get behind sort of some changes being made. And then you started to think about the changes that were being made. For instance, at one point, Andy Bashir told you that if you left the state and came back, you had to quarantine for a period of <laughs> yeah. 14 days. And so if you lived in northern Kentucky and say you wanted to go across to Ohio, into Cincinnati because there were some restaurants you liked, or you worked when there. You came, yeah. Or you worked there, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes across the river would get you a 14 day quarantine. Meanwhile, say there was a restaurant in West Western Kentucky that you like, say over in Owensboro right. and you left Northern Kentucky and traveled the four hours or so to get to Western Kentucky. And then you could drive back home. Right now, if the idea is we were trying to limit the exposure to COVID, how is a 20 minute drive? across the river any more dangerous than the four hour drive across the state presumably you would stop and see people go to a rest stop go to a gas station it just didn't make any sense and on top of that it was unconstitutional so we went into federal court and got that 
unconstitutional executive order from Andy Bashir struck, struck down. But there were so many unnecessary things that we had uh, to do because the governor was acting in a way that was inconsistent with our constitution. If he would have just taken the time to listen to our office and recognize that we were trying to protect the constitutional rights of our citizens, things could have been much different. That that particular order was one of his worst because, you know, the logic you just laid out is is perfect. We live in a different yeah. society now where where and, and, and we live in a country where state borders are not controlled. And so there, right. there there isn't any functional difference between the Indiana side of the river and the Kentucky side of the river other than the tax status on that side because they have better government. But right. but in terms of, you know, functional difference, there isn't it, it didn't make any sense. I mean, by the logic the governor was using, he should have and it would have been illegal as well, just edicted that everyone stay home and not go anywhere, you know, and do like what Australia did and just start chasing right. people down and arresting them for leaving their house. Because that's that logic, right? It's that's the logic, and it's the only way that works. If you think it's going to work, and it and it was obviously tyrannical in its nature. Um, the other thing well, that I think, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was even going to say, you know, just think about what he did when he shut down the churches. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks raised the fact that it didn't make sense. You were telling churches they had to shut down. You were telling uh, big business, big box stores, whether it be Lowe's or Walmart or, or whomever, you were telling them that they could stay open. Right. And then he went he went a step further and told folks that they went to church. He was going to uh, send the, the state police after him. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just a it was a it was an amazing time. And uh, I'm hopeful that Kentuckians will recognize that we can have leadership here in the state. Yeah. Uh, that won't sacrifice your constitutional rights. Yeah. And I think there's another area that um, he's kind of getting a little double speak involved here. And that is an area that I think is huge with parents, especially in parents of areas that, that the rest of the country, like the coast of the country likes to call flyover country, right? Um, real hardworking Americans, real hardworking Kentuckians. Um, Andy Bashir vetoed a ban on boys playing girls sports and a ban on gender reassignment surgeries. Now he's saying that he doesn't support his own veto. That seems a little weird. Uh, it, it, it is it strains all, you know, sort of reasonableness to, to suggest that, you know, this governor uh, now supports something that he vetoed. I mean, Andy Bashir, you know, he has to contort himself in so many different ways to try to get out of the past vetoes that he's made. You're right. He had a chance to protect women's sports uh, and he chose not to when he vetoed the law that would have prohibited biological males from playing in women's sports. He had a chance to protect our kids from uh, these these surgeries, um, and he didn't. He vetoed that law, but now you're right. He's trying to say that he's not supportive of those surgeries. Again, the easiest thing for him to do, if his current position was true, is he could have signed that bill into law. Right. But our legislature had to override his veto. And something else that he could have done if he really supported the law and he was opposed to, to, to these surgeries is he could have done what other governors will do periodically. You see DeSantis do this. When he is passionate about an issue, he jumps into to, to litigation along with the attorney general of Florida. Mm -hmm. Andy Bashir, if he was supportive of this law, he could have defended it alongside me. There's nothing to stop the governor's office from intervening 
to defend a law if they truly support it. Yeah. And so he, he didn't do that. I, he, we would have welcomed them in defense of this law, but he didn't do that. I've been defending it. It's why we got a, a good ruling from the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals is because we, we, we weren't willing to accept uh, not protecting our kids. We, we firmly believe, and I think you need a governor that has this mindset as well, not someone that's just going to tell you what you want to hear during election season. Yeah, I, the, this this topic is interesting to me. As a libertarian, I'm all about people living their lives the way they see fit, love who you want to love, be who you want to be. Uh, but I'm not about violating other people's rights in the process. And in particular, uh, this is a decision that can't be made when you're a child and your body is still developing. And And I think, you know, people on all sides of this issue can come together on this one aspect of it. And that is that we should not be permanently altering the bodies of children who have not finished going through development yet. Number one. And number mm-hmm. two. All that women's sports have fought for over the years, we're literally destroying it now um, mm-hmm. and and putting them in a place of danger because of things that can happen in this situation. And, and it's not about not being accepting of one particular person or identity. It's about protecting rights that have been long fought for in other areas. It just it blows my mind that that would be a difficult conscientious argument that Governor Bashir would have with himself in his head. Well, you know, Andy Bashir has gotten very good at lecturing Kentuckians about what their values should be. But you're <laughs> exactly right. I mean, we have spent we have spent decades fighting to protect women's sports. Uh, but the far left of the Democrat Party and, and, and make no mistake about it, Andy Bashir, the reason he makes these decisions, the reason he believes this is because he is beholden to the far left of his party. He cannot step out of line with the far left of his party. And we've seen it, whether it was the veto on uh, protecting women's sports or the veto on protecting our kids from these these surgeries. You know, Andy Bashir's position is is more uh, more liberal, more far to the left than a lot of European countries that are dialing this stuff back. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. The, the re- yeah, the research is is demonstrating that you know we 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 don't need to have these experimental treatments occur to our kids like you said, uh, while they are um, minors. Yeah. And again, the fact that we even have to have this conversation, um, it, you know, it says a lot about the far left and how they have tried to badger and beat people into submission. But we don't have to have that future here in Kentucky. If we elect a strong governor, yeah. if, if I'm elected, we will stand firm for our values. We will stand firm in protecting our kids uh, and we will stand firm in making sure that Kentucky has a world-class education system where this far-left curriculum is not making its way into our schools. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we're talking with Daniel Cameron, Attorney General of Kentucky, running for governor. Um, let's talk about a couple of personal things that uh, just kind of, I guess, yeah. for people that want to know who you are. Um, you played football at University of Louisville. What what did your athletic experience teach you about leadership and about goal setting and about execution of plans? Well, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, um, you know, when folks, folks say use the term play and Daniel Cameron in the same sentence, I have to caution your listeners (laughs) because play is a play is a very generous term. I assure you that, but 
uh, it was it was obviously a wonderful experience and uh, learned a lot. I mean, uh, you know, you learn the you learn, you know, about hard work, about perseverance, about determination. Honestly, you, you learn that, you know, even though you might have yeah, might have had a bad practice on a Tuesday, you have to have a short memory because mm-hmm. you got to go back out there on Wednesday and perform and compete. And you got to you got to be ready if they call you in on Saturday. And so it really is about moving forward, um, persevering, having determination, having grit, having a can do mentality. And most of all, it's about leaving it all in the field. And whether it's in my time as attorney general, where we've taken on some some difficult challenges, but we've never shied away from the difficult uh, things that come along with being in leadership. You know, regardless of folks protested on our front lawn or call me things or, you know, make disparaging comments, we're, we have a responsibility to our federal and state constitution and the laws of Kentucky. And my time as, a, as an athlete, uh, you know, taught me to, 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 to not back down, to, to always fight for the extra yard or uh, to grind for the extra inch. Uh, and that's the type of you know leadership I think Kentucky's going to need, particularly yeah. if we're going to stand up to some of these radical elements that are trying to take over our state and, and take over our country. Yeah, describe describe the Kentucky of eight years from now at the end of your second term. Man, the K- Kentucky um, eight years from now, at the end of the second term, is is going to be a shining city on a hill. It's going to be an example and a model for the rest of the nation to follow. It's going to be the best and brightest version of itself. It's going to be a Kentucky, again, where, you know, I talked about those ideals of faith, family, and community. We will be known by those ideals because they were preserved here. We've preserved them for our kids and our grandkids. We will have a world-class education system, one in which we look after our teachers and make sure that our schools are about reading, writing, and math, and they're not incubators for liberal and progressive ideas. We will have a commonwealth where violent crime has dropped enormously because we've supported and demonstrated that we respect our law enforcement community. And so we will have laws that 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 make sure that criminals are in jail and that they're not breaking into cars and taking over and running uh, running our cities and ruining our cities. We will have a commonwealth in which economic activity is at its zenith, uh, in which you know people are coming here because they're attracted, because we have a low tax rate, I hope to say a 0% income tax rate, where, again, because of low crime, because of a world-class education system, system people are flocking to our state and right now we sit at 4.5 million kentuckians and i hope that at the end of eight years we are going to be able to say that we've are surpassed 4.5 million kentuckians in our commonwealth that we have a much larger base of citizens that we're growing that we're flourishing again because it's a shining city on a hill 
I love that answer, especially when you said 0% tax rate. You've known me long enough to know that's music <laughs> oh, to I my do. ears. <laughs> I've asked, I've, asked uh, I, I've pestered uh, Governor Bevin about this. I pestered Governor Bashir's dad, Steve Bashir. I actually met in Steve yeah. Bashir's office. Unlike, unlike Andy Bashir, Steve Bashir actually met with me and, and actually had handwritten notes on the plan that we put together with a couple of legislators at the time. This was years ago. Um, yeah. But unlike Andy, uh, his dad would actually talk to us. I love that description. Uh, two quick things before I let you go, because I know you're crazy busy, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, rescheduling a conversation where Cameron Mills and then Cameron hyphen Mills come in and we have that <laughs> conversation with my, my co-host Cameron. But two quick things. I'm a big uh, proponent of the Second Amendment, as are most Kentuckians left and right. Um where will you come down on any issues involving federal government's attempt to uh, control guns? Yeah, that won't happen here. Um, Leland, we will preserve and defend our second amendment rights. I mean, they are um, a part of who we are and it's enshrined in our constitution and we're going to protect them. Um, and we're going to do everything we can to defend our second amendment because um uh, it is something that we hold dear, that we understand intimately as Kentuckians, and, and I will certainly protect it. There was a Supreme Court justice in Kentucky history um, when talking about, uh, you know, the right to bear arms and defend themselves. And uh, it was a Supreme Court justice. And he said mm-hmm. that a Kentuckian knows no duty to retreat. Um, that's right. Not even that he has the no duty to retreat, that he knows no duty to retreat. <laughs> and that the, that specific wording to me um, was fascinating. All right. Last question. Someone is writing a book about your life. What is the title? Perseverance. Um, I think that that would that would be the, the title. And, uh, you know, again, I think it reflects you know, who I am as a, uh, a person, um, and you know, how I look at the responsibility in, in public service. Um, yeah, I think that would, I think that would do it. I love it. I was considering this question the other day. I decided that mine would be, I'm your Huckleberry. Um, <laughs> I love it because because that's my favorite movie, Tombstone. And then I had oh, this Tombstone's one. Yeah. yeah, and then I had this weird epiphany because you know how there's a plot hole in in uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, um, or no, I'm sorry, Indiana Jones in the the Ark. Um, but uh, there, I was thinking about that movie, and then I realized I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, Wyatt Earp and the boys were actually the whole OK Corral shootout was simply them trying to enact gun control in Tombstone, and I was like, I don't think I can like that movie anymore. I think I'm. Stuck. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it from I that know, perspective. I know they were like, you can't. They told the cowboys you can't bring your guns into town, <laughs> and then no. it turned it up into being a shootout. Anyway, um, I love that's it. What great. does what does the Cameron family do for fun on the weekend? Well, you know, we got an 18 month old right now. And so a lot, a lot revolves around him. We, we love going to the local zoo. Um, it's a great zoo, by the we, way. Yeah, it is a great zoo. We, we've got a park right down from our house, a, a little playground and splash pad that we go to. So a lot of our time is, is spent just trying to pour into him, particularly, you know, if, if I've got a break from the campaign trail. And yeah. of course, Mackenzie just has done a fantastic job, um, you know, um, you know, raising Theodore and, uh, he, he's a, 
he's a cute kid with a lot of energy and personality. So I can't, ex- I can't wait to see what his future's like. I love it. I love it. Uh, that's probably cause he looks like his mom. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Amen. No, Amen. I'm all credit to her, all credit to her. <laughs> that's what I told Tabitha when we got married. I was like, if we have kids, God, please let them look like you and not me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love it. Well, D- Daniel Cameron, right. attorney general, uh, soon to be governor of Kentucky. I really enjoyed the conversation. We'll get uh, Cameron Mills on here and we'll make fun of him in a couple of weeks, but uh, appreciate your time and and being willing to be open with us hey of course man thank you so much all right have a fantastic day god bless you all right you too too. today's amazing episode was brought to you by bourbon city golf carts check them out at bourboncitygolfcarts.com louisville's one-stop destination and southern indiana by the way one-stop destination for awesome golf carts from slightly used to brand new from regular to custom built to awesome wheels and beautiful colors. These are your new convenient way to get around your neighborhood. Check this out. You think of a golf cart as just kind of a basic thing. It's not. With Bourbon City Golf Carts, these things, have, they've got models with seat belts in the front and rear seats. In case you're driving around the neighborhood, you want to get those kids buckled up. Cup holders for everyone. Custom two-tone stitch seating. Coolers and storage compartments under the rear seat. I mean, it, the list goes on and on at the ways that you can actually get a, a vehicle, a cart, that will be really awesome to use. And get this. Free money's hard to t- t- find these days. Their Evolution brand, they've actually got a 36-month deal at zero percent interest and i know golf carts in the name bourbon city golf carts but these aren't really golf carts these are street machines they are ready to roll i would consider these to be party vehicles right i mean you got all kinds of stuff i mean these these are party vehicles you're gonna love this man load it up in your rv take it to tailgate at the uk game i mean come on or the louisville game right like get it on get that game going you can talk to the folks at Bourbon City Golf Carts today by calling 502-718-0757. But I encourage you to check out their website at bourboncitygolfcarts.com because you can see their inventory all right there. Services that they offer, you can even rent them. Hey, you want to rent one for a special upcoming golf outing and see how you like it? And then go and buy one, and all their inventory, again, is available for you online at bourboncitygolfcarts.com. So check them out, and again... We are super excited to have Bourbon City Golf Carts as a sponsor of the Disruption Zone. They're at 502-718-0757. We're also excited to be sponsored by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. My friend Tim Montgomery at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops did our kitchen and our master bathroom in our house in Odom County, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Such awesome work, such craftsmanship, such work ethic, and great prices, and from start to finish, if you want a, a designer to just take it over and do it all for you, or you consult and they do all the work, or if you're doing it yourself, they've got those options too. Any kind of cabinet you're looking for, style, they've got it mostly in stock. They don't have any problems with supply chain crisis. They're there for you, and they can get that done. Plus, if you want a custom cut of any type of solid stone, they've got that for you as well. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com, 502-930-3304, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, if you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, or Odom County, this is your place for the kitchen remodel. Thanks, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. And thank you for listening to the Disruption Zone. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at GreatlyLondo. And on Twitter, it's at Leland Show. You can also download us for free 
and subscribe for free from iHeartRadio's podcast. Just search podcast for Leland Conway or Disruption Zone, but it'll come right up. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts and Google Play. It's pretty awesome. Super easy to get fresh new episodes sent right to your pocket. Big thanks to um, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky, for all the work they do with the audio side of this program. If you're looking for some help with audio digitizing old videotapes or you got a major Hollywood-type project, dxaudio.com, Dynamics Audio Productions, and Neil Kesterson and his crew can get it done for you. And thank you again so much for listening to The Disruption Zone. Over 100,000 downloads and counting. I am Leland Conway. This is The Disruption Zone. (laughs) 